Hi, we always like starting these with a nice little bit of laughter. So this is Cats Dancing with Revenue Accelerator in just about as much time as I want to take up. So it's about five questions, maybe more, maybe less, probably more, where entrepreneurs making lots of money are going to be sharing what's working and what's not. So let's just jump right in. In a sentence or two, tell us about yourself. Yes, you and what your results that you help clients achieve. Yeah, so my name is Michael Kittinger, and at the end of the day, I help my clients generate more revenue. Um, so depending on the business, the industry, what assets they currently have, we use different mechanisms. Um, but most of my clients are good at the thing they do, and they just need help with the marketing, some of the automation, yes. some of the getting their message in front of more people. And then I think what we'll talk about some here uh, today is even just the the follow-up sequence, mm. right? What happens after that initial connection? And that's where so many businesses, and I've got a couple of funny stories or stories I can share with you here, but so many businesses, basically, it's a, they try to be like a one-hit wonder, right? Mm. Like, hey, let me make you one offer. And if you say no, then that's it. There's no- like, You're there's, screwed. There's I'm never gonna else. be able to sell anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> But yeah, at the end of the day, I, uh, I help businesses, both local and national, international, uh, generate more, more revenue, hopefully yeah. more profit as we, you know, as we get it all dialed in. But there, there's that too. Yeah. Cause we all know that earning six figures or more isn't the same as paying oneself six figures or more. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's nice. It starts getting nicer at the multiple six figure level. We'll just say that. Um, yep. so you use a pretty unique strategy. Um, it's both organic and paid. Can you tell us a little bit more about this, um, I guess, dual wonder <laughs> offer <laughs> mechanism yeah. that you use? Yeah. So, you know, so many people have this hard line stance where mm. it's either black or white, right? It's either organic or it's paid or, and, and they have that stance in so many things in life. But for me, it's all about finding what is the right mix, mm. you know, Paid ads certainly work when done correctly. Uh, they certainly work with retargeting, you know, so when people come into your, into your world, if you will, um, you know, retargeting them through paid ads works extremely well. Mm. But at the same time, you don't want that to be your only mechanism, or I don't believe that should be your only mechanism. So you also need, you know, you need a, a, a nurture sequence through emails, through text messages, through voicemail drops. Like ideally you want to be, touching them, although that probably doesn't sound exactly right. Um, and thanks and for taking this to an R-rated and, level. I mean, <laughs> we are not advocating it, that you touch your clients or prospects it, for that matter. But ideally, like the whole idea is that people are going to need your service at, at a different time in their life mm. while they're doing different things. And you mm. just want to be you want to have that connection and that consistency so that when they actually need your service, when they're in that, that pain point where they want to buy, like you have multiple mechanisms that you're, you're getting in front of them. Well, and that you've been staying in front of them, I think is also something yes, that's really yeah. important because I know I've experienced this too. And I think a lot of people have is a no is not a no. It's just a not right now. But if you take it as a no and don't follow up consistently with people, then you're basically shutting the door to the opportunity for them instead of letting them, you know, kind of keep it, you know, keep it open, you know, keep a little crack in the window, get some airflow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
so what, what is your like process that you help your clients walk through in terms of setting up a, you know, let's say it's system that helps them really convert those, those initial prospects, those, those, you know, one time engagements into clients and not just like low dollar clients, like you're talking high ticket clients. Yeah. So basically, and again, it kind of depends on the client itself, Mm. but Essentially, what we want to do is we want to identify their target market, right? Their ideal client, which most businesses don't know who their ideal client is. Um, (laughs) So you really want to get that dialed in. You know, what are the pain points? What are their frustrations? Once you identify them, then you need to connect and engage with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so connecting can be through Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. It can be through LinkedIn connections. It can be through your local chamber of commerce. Like once you have identified your, your ideal client, your ideal prospect, you need to figure out where are they hanging out and connect and again, connect with them. So a lot of people do that decently well. They're able to go and connect uh, where I think a lot of, so once you connect, then you really, really what you want to do is engage with them. You want to provide value and you want to consistently provide value. And this is, again, you go back to, well, is it paid ads? Is it organic? Well, it just depends, right? Like you can do, you can, create a lot of, um, <clears throat> so I call it multi-purpose content. So in other words, you could do a Facebook live, right? And you just, you go and you teach. Mm-hmm. Well, you keep it under 10 minutes. You can then post that on LinkedIn, right? If you start getting a lot of engagement and comments on that video, then put some dollars behind it, run it as a paid ad. Mm. Um, so, so let me, let me go to the next yeah. level question before, because I know this will pop up where do you want to do your live? So, you know, we've got the Facebook group, we've got your personal page, we've got your business page. Uh, you can't always run ads in all of those areas. So are you a proponent of doing your lives on your business page and then resharing them to the other locations or? Yeah, great question. So it changes and I hate that answer. Because um, of the for, damn algorithm. <laughs> yeah, for a while, for a long time, especially I'd say first and second quarter last year, Mm-hmm. what we saw was running your lives through your business page mm-hmm. worked extremely well. Mm-hmm. Now they've kind of gone back to, you get more one-time engage, like why you're live on your personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have started doing and recommending for most people, and again, it's probably liable to change in another, you know, by the time this podcast comes out. Right. right. Um, so a couple things you can do. One is I, I try to build an audience connecting individually, personally. So through Facebook. So what I've started recommending is you do your live through your personal profile. Right. And let me caveat this by abiding by the rules in terms of in conditions of Facebook, <laughs> just so that you understand, you know, yes, yes. we are not recommending things that go against what they, you know, the terms and conditions. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but now you, a lot of times you can go live on your personal profile and you mm-hmm. can share it to a group, yep. you know, you can tag and, and add it to things. So that's typically what I'll do is I'll run it through the personal profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then either just download it from the phone or what have you, and then just go and upload it to the page. Yeah. Um, and that way your page followers will see it and everything. Because again, right now, at least Facebook is rewarding going live on your personal profile yep. much more than your business profile. And even what's interesting, you know, for a while it was like business profiles were the thing yep. and then they died down. And then it was like, yep. Hey, if you went live in a Facebook group, like everyone in the group got notified. Well, those really, I mean, 
I'm not seeing nearly as many notifications. No, I'm seeing a lot anymore. more as it relates to personal pages yep. and engagement and so, there. And I think it's just this whole thing where, you know, ultimately I think we've kind of come full circle where now there's so many business pages. Now there's so many groups at the end of the day, people just want to connect with people. And mm-hmm. I think especially after some of this analytics, you know, um, scandals and Facebook's kind of been in hot water for years, years. <laughs> Um, you know, I think a lot of these platforms are really stepping back and saying, at the end of the day, we're a social platform, yeah. right? We want to connect people with people. Um, so at least for right now, um, you know, I'm still recommending you do your live on your personal profile, download it or share it to your business page, you know, or publish it as your business page right. then separately. And then, because even if you're getting, so here's the thing, if you're getting likes and engagements on your personal profile, like on your live, even if it's through your personal profile, it still means that video is probably going to do well mm-hmm. on your page or if you put paid traffic to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have platforms like LinkedIn where only a few people have the live option. Right. They're so To me, it's it more, right. At, and I kind of want to back up a little bit because I think it's, you know, obviously where you go live is a decision, but at the end of the day, like this is one little piece of this overall providing value. Um, I call it goodwill marketing where Mm -hmm. basically you're just putting out a lot of goodwill. You're putting out value. You're helping, you know, um, I call it depositing checks, right? So that you can then cash them out later on. Um, So you want to deposit the value into people's bank accounts. And so when they're ready to spend that money um, that you have, you've been giving them and they look at you because you've been giving to them for so long. Yeah. So however you want, you know, call it that. um, I call it goodwill marketing. Again, you're just building that goodwill. The whole idea is that you're consistently putting out that goodwill, those videos, those contents, PDFs. So it can be, you know, it can be a multitude of things. Um, You're consistently putting it out there. You're helping your, your audience solve problems. Um, Cause that's another thing I see a lot of times. And, and I will say every once in a while I struggle with this too, like internally, like, Oh, I don't want to give away the farm. Well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, it's typically not a lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. that's holding people back. If anything, it's too much knowledge. Well, and here's the thing, have we not not learned it from someone else? And most of the time, can you not Google it? Essentially, you're just providing it in a format that people can quickly digest. And they're looking to you as the thought leader. Um, Exactly. I mean, I, and I use this simple analogy. I, I, I know how to do a pushup, right? There's no lack of knowledge in how to do a pushup. That does not mean I go knock out I was going to say a hundred push, even 10 pushups a day, right? <laughs> One. It's not the knowledge. It's the motivation and the, the discipline, the implementation, and the implementation and the action. Yep. Um, so for me, you know, I've kind of come full circle where I have no problem teaching people here's, I mean, even on sales calls and stuff like, Hey, really, here's what I think. Here's what, if I were in your shoes, here's what I would do. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But is that really the best use of your time to go and do that yourself or how many sales could you make in those 12 hours that it would take for you to learn and implement it or whatever, if you focus on prospecting, because I'm pretty sure if you're selling anything of decent value, like you could make a lot more money doing that and hiring somebody like my team and I to just go and knock out the fulfillment for you. Right. And so, so, but you know, I, I, so anyway, so the first step is, is identifying your ideal audience, then Mm -hmm. connecting with them, then Mm -hmm. engaging with them, providing Mm -hmm. value. Um, and then it's a matter of converting them. Yep. And so, and I, 
kind of like I said at the beginning, the, the conversion process is not a one-time event, right? Yep. You, you don't just say, hey, do you want to buy this? Nope. Okay, bye. I'll see you in 10 years, you know. And you may not um, always go right for the, hey, do you want to buy this, right? That's what we're talking about. They're talking about this whole process beforehand. It's not a connection to the sales call, right? Because a lot of people are teaching that, like connect with someone and pitch them right away. Hashtag bro marketing. Um, but it's about <laughs> nurturing people through the process yeah. to get them to a point where when you say, hey, do you want to buy from me? You've overcome the objections because of your nurturing and, and all that good stuff. But you've also put them, you've made them very aware of their problem, made them very aware of the solution and made them very aware that you're someone who can help them solve that. And that's what I love about what you're, what you, what you help your clients do because what you're talking about, like doing emails, doing nurturing sequences, targeting them with Facebook ads helps them do all of those things in terms of understand what their real problem is, you know, educate them, and help them identify what's the best solution that can solve it, whether or not it's you, most likely is you. But that's, I mean, really powerful to help someone kind of create those systems because people get stuck in their head in you know, each one of those areas. Yeah, no, exactly. So when you're, the whole conversion process, I call it indoctrination process. Mm -hmm. And whether that's after you connect, right, you're starting to engage with them. But essentially people want to know four things before you can close them on a client, okay? Who are you? Mm -hmm. What's the benefit you provide? Does it work? And will it work for me? Mm, that last one, right? <laughs> and, it's the, and a lot of times it is that last one because, you know, we may see something or especially in, if you're in the internet marketing world where there's so much hype, there's so much BS, there's so much, you know, spin doctors, yeah, everything, you know, it's one of those where, okay, now I know who you are. Now I know kind of what you provide and the benefit it provides. And you've got some testimonials. If you've gotten that far, then the biggest thing that's typically holding somebody up is their, the remaining objection is, well, but will it work for me? Mm -hmm. You know, so it could be, um, uh, and there's a lot of ways. And again, this is kind of where retargeting videos or whether, well, whether it's paid ads or whether it's emails, whether it's, you know, but if you can kind of, have a systematic process that really answers those questions. And so some of the things you can do, right? Like when you're, when you're talking to people, talk about benefits, not features, mm -hmm. right? People buy emotionally. They justify logically. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did a uh, Facebook live the other day on a sales page and how you start out with your headline, then you tell story and you sell them emotionally. And then you get to the, the features um, and the logic side of all it. All the way at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, all the way at the when bottom. they're sold, when they're like, okay, so tell me what's in this. I mean, basically and, that's what happens. Yeah. And the way I explain features is, and the logic side is, look, if you bought something and then you had to go home and explain it to your spouse, right? You're, you're going to sell them on the logical side of it, right? Like <laughs> you're going to buy it because of the emotion, right? But you're going to sell your spouse on it typically because of the features and the, the logic, uh, the logical sales behind it. And then what you want to do is, is you want to uh, kind of sprinkle testimonials and case studies, right? And that's really where you help build the, does it work and will it work for me? Because mm. if you can show other people this having worked, not just for other people, but other people who are exactly like that person who's saying, will it work for me? Mm -hmm. Then you start, then their, their defenses come down and they're like, okay, well, you know, John was, was exactly like me, was in the same place, had been, you know, doing the same thing. Yeah. So those are really who, you know, who are you? What do you provide? What is the benefit? 
uh, will it work and will it work for me are, are kind of the big objections that you've got to overcome. And all of that is done in a conversion process, right? Before they become a client. Now, depending on how much pain they are and where they are in their journey, sometimes that's a very short process. I mean, mm. it could be mm -hmm. a few hours, right? A lot of times what webinars do, automated webinars will try to overcome all those objections in a you know, 45 minute, 60 minute, 90 minute webinar. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, right? Um, well, we're seeing a trend where they're not working so much anymore. People have gotten kind of <laughs> quote unquote wise to the, the reason why to join a webinar is really ends up being a pitch and people who don't feel like getting pitched don't show up. Yeah. Um, Plus but they're it, also it, some of the most expensive ads to run on Facebook <laughs> yeah. is webinar registration. Once again, all this comes around full circle. Webinars yep. used to be great. Um, yep. but you know, now, and I think as, especially, well, so you mentioned Facebook and, and mm -hmm. ads and stuff like that, rather than do a run an ad, sending somebody to like a webinar, if you just got in front of a whiteboard and basically even, or even just did a screen share, right. Mm -hmm. And did a Facebook live essentially of your webinar and then ran ads to that mm. post. See, then you're staying within the Facebook framework. Yeah, which they and love, and they, and they, love they want and they you. They want you to stay on the platform, even if exactly. here's another little tip: if you say, "Hey, Facebook family," "Hey, Facebook friends," actually mentioning the word Facebook, the platform name. This works on LinkedIn too, and every all the other platforms. Yeah, they will actually they push it. that in front of more people because you're mentioning the name on the platform. So, yeah, um, <laughs> and it's no different than I mean, if you have a friend, like right, somebody like a person's name and in this mm. case Facebook and entity's name I mean like they love the sound of it and they reward you for <laughs> we all want to be talked about <laughs> we want to be talked about we are so. all we are all our own favorite topic of conversation so why would Facebook be any different <laughs> oh yeah um so then on the yeah on the converting I mean it's just a matter of staying up you know staying in touch with them keep providing value like don't just stop providing value um and then the, uh, the other interesting part is once they become a client don't just write them off. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like, not a dollar sign that you check, you get to cash and you forget about them. Yeah. Even if Deliver. they're a client, like still be delivering value, still yes. be, because a lot of times, again, a lot depends on what's your service, what's your product. But a lot of times like they'll come back and buy again. Yep. Maybe it's not the same product or service. Maybe it's another one of yours, but like if you just do kind of a one-time thing, you're leaving so much money on the table. And that includes coaches, online businesses, but also local clients. Mm -hmm. So I went and saw a chiropractor for months. I had hurt my back playing soccer and everything. They have my email. They sent me a happy birthday email. That is the only email I've gotten from mm. them in a year. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I've had back pain since then. You if have insurance just, that covers a certain I, amount of procedures. Yeah, I mean, right? it's like, like if they had really just been communicating with yeah. me and kind of kept me top of mind or I, Hey, it's been a month or it's been two months. We haven't seen you just checking in to see how you're just doing. Very canned, in. automated, you know, yep. email that feels They're just slightly personal. Yep. They're easy to set up and everything. But, um, and that's where, and especially in today's technology, another one we've been doing is text messages and voicemail drops. Mm. You know, I mean, um, you leave somebody a voicemail. And again, it depends on kind of how they've registered or, or come into your world. But, you know, just a... Hey, I know it's been a couple months since you've been into our office. I just wanted to check in, see how you're doing, if there's anything we can do to help, or even if you just want to come in for another kind of free, free back exam, like 
hey, we'd love to get you on the calendar. Something like that. Like I would go in and you know, once you go in, especially if it's like a chiropractor, they're going to find something wrong with you. <laughs> no, right? right? I mean, like <laughs> I may be feeling great. If I walk into a chiropractor and he starts you cracking here and there, he's, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, your hips are out of alignment. You said that. Oh man, complex. scoliosis is on its way, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those. And, you know, again, it doesn't matter what industry or business you're in. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's having that, that communication, that nurture. And part of what makes it so powerful is the fact that so few people do it. Well, if you think about who you buy from, is it from the people that randomly popped up and asked you to buy from them? Or is it from people that actually viewed you as a person, as a human being and nurture that relationship with you over time, whether or not you buy of just being like, Hey, how's it going? Just checking in or, Hey, can I do something for you? Can I help you get your message out in a bigger way? You know, and then eventually that person will get to a point where there's a pain. And if you're the person that can help them solve it, they're going to reach out. And, and basically that's those fast converting calls of they already know they want to hire you. They've already worked with you. They know your price point. And so when they say I'm ready to go, they're ready to go. They've rearranged the finances. They have their credit card in hand and they just need you to pick up the phone. Um, yeah. So I'm going to share a couple of statistics and I believe these are correct. You can give or take a couple of percentage, but a first time client, right? You've already sold them they've already bought is 30% likely to buy from you again, right? So that's easy money in your business. They are something along the lines of 54% likely to buy a third time and then 72% likely to buy a uh, two, three, fourth time. So third, yeah. So every time they buy, they increase they, the, the percentage. The likelihood increases. they're going to buy again. So yep. when you look at someone who's bought from you the first time, what's that lifetime value? Even if it's not like they're going to buy four times in the same year, but if you have your first, you know, program is 5,000 and the next one's 10,000 and the next one is 15,000, right? So, you know, look at how many people buy from you, how many are going to buy that $30,000 worth from you or hundred thousand, whatever that looks like. Um, but the key to getting to each stage is to do what you help your clients do, which is help them continue to stay front of mind. And I love your approach because it's not just the email. It's also on Facebook where they're hanging out and right. And, and where they're just chilling it might be LinkedIn too. It might be wherever it might be, you know, all kinds of different, right. I've oh. not tried, but oh, yeah, but I'm sure you will because that's part of what you do. But think about that of just that, just that presence of that consistency, but hitting them from the different angles is, you know, and, and like doing a Facebook group and having, you know, your content, which you didn't talk about, but I know you do, which is re-leveraging your content multiple times yeah. over on different platforms. It, yeah. Um, the and then thing, doing it automation, you know, with a system and automation, like, whoa. <laughs> so I guess a couple of additional things here. One, I think it's important to connect with people on multiple areas, platforms, mm. different mm -hmm. areas of different platforms is because, you know, we've already talked about how much Facebook has changed. I mean, even just right. Like Facebook groups are great. Don't get me wrong. They are not as powerful today. I don't think as they no. were even six months ago, no. nine months yeah. ago. Now I think eventually it'll swing back and everything, but like if like emails, do emails get as opened, you know, as much as they did 10 years ago? No. But does that mean you drop email entirely? No. Well, and you snail know, mail is coming back, right? So that's another mail strategy. Works. I mean, um, so ironically, one of my clients is the largest print newsletter company in the country. Mm. I mean, they do like a million pieces a month of print newsletter. Mm. Why? Because someone, everyone's gotten away from actual printing yeah. that, now, when you send a very nice, well done, you know, 
they have copyrights well lined, you know like, laid out yeah, yeah. it's not especially a it's for not like a dentists at home who just printing leave it at their, yeah, <laughs> who leave and it for dentists who leave it like at, um you know in their waiting room and stuff i mean it's mm. extremely powerful right you ask people to take it with them and all that so um so i think the more you can the more you can connect with people um you know i i don't think you should rely on one necessarily like just organic or just and part of it too, like as you're doing these videos and everything, I mean, that's going to boost your organic, you know, mm. again, you do a Facebook live, download it, keep it under 10 minutes. You can download it. You can post it on YouTube. You can post it on LinkedIn. You can, you know, transcribe it. There's a long form blog post. You can take the key highlights of it, turn it into an email. You can, you know, a lot of times you can take the, the pieces of it, turn it into a PDF guide or lead magnet. Take a quote, I mean, make an image, make an image, you know, so and, and I know a lot of people may be thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much work and so much cost and everything. The key is to have a system, yep. right? I mean, there's people you can hire on Upwork, Fiverr, FreeUp. There's US-based companies who basically, they'll even, you just give them the one piece of content and they will create the 20, 30 pieces you need. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's, it's, you pay different price points and everything. And, um, but but yeah, I mean, at the end, or you do it yourself and you just figure, okay, for the next, you know, six months, I'm going to be doing this myself, but it's I know time the or money. like, yeah, exactly. Time or money. But I know the value it's going to provide is going to generate yep. revenue that I'll then turn into outsourcing and automating it. So, right. And the benefit um, of doing it yourself sometimes <clears throat> is that then you can document it. You create a standard operating procedure, AKA an SOP. And then when you want someone else to do it, you hand them that document and then they can reproduce success because you have documented how you want it to look, which is what success looks like. Um, Mike, we're kind of coming up at the top of the hour. Sorry, Michael, he's not known by Mike. Uh, we do that every now and then. Um, well, so, it's better than what you used to call me. Uh, he, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to know, go ahead and reach out to Michael directly. Actually, Michael, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about what you do, the systems, the automation that you put in place, and the results? Um, you guys got to check those out. Yeah, so probably the best way is just go to my website, goldmindigitalmarketing.com, goldmindigitalmarketing.com. Um, we can do a free analysis uh, of some of your organic and, and SEO and stuff like that. Mm. You can schedule a free marketing call, you know, basically where, again, I'll kind of ask you where you're at, where do you want to get to, what assets do you have, what's stopping you, and I will... I mean, I have been told by numerous people I've actually provided too much value. I think you may have told me I give too much value on my, <laughs> like, on my stop call. Stop it. You're like, I can't. Because <laughs> um, I will basically lay out exactly here's what you should do. Um, but uh, but yeah, there and, and I'm always happy. Like, I love when people connect with me on Facebook. That's where I do my Facebook lives and, mm. um, you know, and try to bring as much value and drop as much value there. So. Guys, make sure you check out Mike's, Michael's uh, Facebook lives. He does drop a lot of value. Go to his website, check him out, connect with him on Facebook. You know, um, there is a plethora of information for you guys to go out there and action. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. And I think this might have to be a repeat. Yeah, no, this was great. I appreciate it, Kat. Thanks. Thanks.